Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So these last few weeks we've been thinking about all the things that God has entrusted to us, that every good and perfect gift comes from our Father in heaven, that he entrusts them to us so that we would use the gifts that he gives to us in a way that would bring glory to him. And the most important gift, the gift that makes anything worth talking about, is the gift of the gospel. That is the only gift that makes anything else mean anything, is that God has generously given himself for you, for me, that he has given of himself and his son, Jesus Christ, for us. And then we talked about how that, our, that God has made us all to be generous, that that desire to be gen- generous is just built into us because you are made in the image of God, and God is generous. And so you're just made to be generous. That's just our, our, uh, how God makes us to be. Today, uh, we, we think about then the, the, maybe not the last thing, but the last thing we're going to talk this about is that God has entrusted to us uh, life, our, our daily life, the, the, the daily things that we have to do, that God entrusts to you many things that we just have to do each day. And so he entrusts to you, you know, errands, he entrusts to you, uh, you know, meals to cook, diapers to change, he entrusts to us uh, decisions that we have to make, uh, the work that we do, whatever is today that God is just giving you to do, that God has entrusted to, to you to do those things. And so then the question that I think then today is, when you think about your, that life, you know, your daily life, do you think about that as a grind? Or is that one you approach it with, uh, with glee? Do you think every day is just kind of like a daily grind, a burden? I just kind of got to get through it. I got to do it because you just got to do it. And it's just a, a drudgery that you go through. Or do you approach each day and the things that are set before you with, with glee, with joy, and excitement that you get to do these things that God gives you to do? Does it wear you down? Or does it build you up? Sometimes life can feel like a daily grind. It can feel like a a burden. It really can feel that way, that we're just kind of slogging through it, and it doesn't feel like a gift. That it's just a grind and no glee. The time that we have been entrusted, the the time that we have been given to the, the things to do can be like a grind. It can be a grind when we don't relate to God in the way that he wants us to. When we get so focused on my own little issues, or big issues, my own stuff, I can miss out on God pouring himself into my life. You see, God's desire for you is that your life would be one of glee, and not a drudgery, a grind, that we would find gladness in it. One of the problems for this can be not knowing where our time goes. You know, if you just kind of, you know, it seems like time just kind of flies by and flitters away. I think one of the symptoms of this is you ask someone, well, how, how are things going? They say, oh, life is good. I'm just, I'm just busy. I'm just busy. You know, we kind of can fill our life up with lots of stuff. And so when we're just filled up with lots of stuff that we're doing, it can be really hard to be joyful and gleeful about those things. When I don't know how I'm spending my time, and, and the way I spend my time doesn't help me 
uh, build up and to be the kind of person I want to be. Uh, the church can fall into this too. The church can, can get so busy. And we can get really busy doing lots of stuff where we don't think about where we're going and what we're doing. Uh, what, is, uh, what kind of church do we want to be? We can busy, be busy with lots of important stuff. Uh, and when we're just busy, I'll just say, sometimes it's not very gleeful <laughs> when we're just busy. And I know talking with many of you, it can be that way sometimes when we just kind of feel like it's just busy. And as we come into, you know, Christmas season where that life itself just kind of can feel it's just busy. And how do I can be joyful uh, as we celebrate the birth of our Lord? Right? So thinking through those things. To have uh, it not to be something that we dread, but something that we approach with joy and gladness. So to get to having some glee in life, to change from seeing it as a grind of glee, one thing, there's probably lots of things, but one thing I think we can do is to become intentional and thoughtful about the things that we do. Not that we have to uh, do different things or add more stuff in, but to, to begin to be, I'm going to be intentional and thoughtful about the stuff that I do. Uh, there was an author, uh, uh, David Wallace was his name. He says that the one thing to do is to become ruthless, ruthless in removing hurry from your life. To, be, uh, to remove, that is, remove those things that keep us from having a deep glee. That the depth of our life can sometimes be very shallow. And we don't get that uh, deep experience. We, we merely kind of skim from things, one thing to the next without being thoughtful and reflective about what we are doing. And we can get like that uh, in our personal life and then as a church too. And so one thing that you know, our leadership is doing, right, is trying to start asking those questions so that we can become uh, ruthless. <laughs> ruthless in removing the busy so that we can begin to be very intentional about everything that we do, so that we can have it with glee, and that the church would say this is something that is not a grind, that we're not just busy. You know, if everything is just busyness, it's a, it's a grind. But God wants you to have glee. The glee when we discover really what I'm here to do. And to know why I'm really here to do, that it only makes sense when we think about it in relationship to our God and our Savior. That we'll never understand really our purpose when we don't think about it in relationship to God. Now, there's no one-size-fits-all here. It's, it's different for every person. And it will be different for you throughout your life of what that looks like. You know, what it looks like for me today is definitely different than what it looked like before we had kids. <laughs> It definitely looks different than what it looked like before I was married. You know? So how do we uh, order our life and, and think about those things? are always different because the things that are entrusted to us change throughout our life. But the one thing that, that never changes is thinking about that God has put us here to care for one another. Uh, to care for one another, and that is the thing that never changes. And while it looks different as we go through life, the calling is still the same to to care for others as though they were Jesus. And it's different for every church. Okay? Every church is going to look at, at it differently. There's no one-size-fits-all for every church. And so that's why we are to be thoughtful and intentional about who we are and our purpose. And that changes through our life as well. So that we would find glee in all that he gives. 
that comes from that eternal comfort and good hope through grace. We don't want just to approach life as a grind, as a grind. You see, God says that he is the God of the living and not of the dead. And if we just approach life as though it's just a grind, we might as well just be dead. Might as well be dead. You see, God wants us to live, to live life and live it to the fullest. He's the God of the living, God of glee and not dread. These are times, though, that do come in life that there, it can be hard. It doesn't mean I think life isn't hard. But when life gets hard and it feels like we're just kind of tossed about like a little boat on a stormy sea, when that happens, what we do then is stand firm. We stand firm, we stand upright, and we hold on to the things that have been handed down to us. The tradition, the teaching of the church, the gifts, the generous gifts that God has given to us, we hold on to his gift of baptism handed down to us. We, we hold on to the gift of his supper that's been given to us. We hold on to the, the tradition, the, the teaching of, the, of Christian behavior, of one of love. It all takes effort. It does take effort. It takes thoughtfulness. It takes intention. But effort doesn't have to be a grind. <laughs> Work can be joyful. Work can have great glee as we hold tight and we hold firm. And we celebrate the greatness of our God. Amen. Uh, One thing we've been doing is having uh, some people come up and be able to give a little bit of their uh, testimony, a little bit of experience of how they are approaching these issues that we talk about uh, and how Timothy has been able to help help them in their walk. And so today, uh, Leah is going to be able to uh, share a little bit today. So we thank Leah for, for your words. Good morning, everyone. About 12 years ago, I bought a house in the city of St. Louis, and I moved, and I also found myself in a position where I was on the hunt for a brand new church home. And I'll confess to all of you that I was both excited and really nervous about this process because what I really wanted more than anything was to feel like I belonged. I had this void in my life. I didn't feel like I was connected to a Christian community. I wanted to be a part of something, and I wanted to fill that void very quickly. Now, I'm a planner, so I had this all mapped out in my head. In this church of my dreams, it was going to be filled with people just like me, and we were going to become fast friends because we'd bond over our shared Midwestern background, and we'd eat the same food and laugh at the same jokes, and we'd worry about all the same things. Basically, I wanted my spiritual life and my social life to be taken care of in one swoop with no effort whatsoever on my part. I never found that church, and I honestly hope that it doesn't exist. Now, to be certain, our God is faithful, and he heard my cry and he answered my prayer. He just did it in a way that was far better than all those ideas that I had floating around in my head. Let's be honest, what I thought that I wanted and needed in a church was actually me just taking a very lazy approach to Christianity. Because if I belonged to a church where everybody was just like me, my opportunity for growth was never going to come. I'd always miss these opportunities of God showing me his world in a different light. And so yeah, it it makes me smile. The woman who wanted nothing more than to just blend in as quickly as possible was instead led to one of the most diverse congregations in the city of St. Louis. And God used all of you to make sure that I would continue to grow. 
Whether we've officially met or not, and if we haven't, we will soon, but whether or not we've met doesn't really matter. Your presence here is a witness, and the gifts and the joy that you bring to ministry at Timothy has been a blessing to me. It's been a blessing to the people around you. It's been a blessing to this neighborhood. And those are things that I hold dear, so thank you for that. And I honestly look forward to not only getting to know everyone better, but serving with you in God's kingdom in the years to come. Yeah, my prayer was answered. I belong at Timothy. God's faithfulness shows up in some unexpected ways, but it certainly is always there. So God's blessings to all of you this day and throughout the week as you serve him. Thanks. things that we do as a church, we, we're really good at things we are good at. We're good at teaching. We're good at conveying information. Um, we're not always good at like how, the practical how-tos, right? And what do we do? Uh, how do I put this into practice? And so at the end of this, this time, so um, if you'll open into your newsletter this week, you will pull out an envelope. In the envelope, it's got a little slip of paper that looks like this. We might all pull that out. We're trying to, you know, to, to think about how do I put these things into practice? How, how can I be intentional? And so we've talked about three things, okay, that we have been entrusted. We've been entrusted with the gospel. And so the first one there to think about is, is who is God putting into your life to share the gospel with? It, it might be someone that's never heard. Or you don't know if they know. It could be someone that's sitting right next to you in the pew. It could be me. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I need to have the gospel shared with me too. Okay, you know, who who are, is putting into your life? When I think of this question, the way I kind of approach it, I think often of I have a, bro- a brother who um, is not really part of a church. Is drifting. Mean, he knows the gospel as information, but where is that going? All right. And so I think of his family, his wife, his kids. And so often that's who I think of. So who is kind of in your life, right? Think of that name. Maybe it's a lot of people. Be intentional, right? The next one to think about is, is the people I will live generously with, okay? When I think about just recently, uh, how that I, I reflect on this is a few weeks ago, you know, Caitlin was sick. You know, it's pretty nose well she wasn't here, okay? Uh, and so many, many of you were concerned, and I thank you for your concern. But then, you know, that's kind of normal to me. But then others said, oh, let's, let's make, can I make you some, some food, some, make some meals for you, bring some dinners over? My initial thought was I was offended. <laughs> I was offended because I thought, well, I can take care of my family. Who are you? <laughs> that was my initial kind of uh, gut thought. But then, then quickly I said, oh, you know what? We've been talking about generosity in the church and realize this is an opportunity that people are looking for so that they could be generous, right? So that they could live that out. And if I would have said no, I would have cut their opportunity for generosity. And I would have said, no, your generosity is not worthy, right? Uh, so to all those that help, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's the thing about that. Maybe who's in your life? That maybe you know, what's what, how can I be generous with them? Just in the way in which you live in your life, okay. And the last one to think about 
is to how to find joy, how to find glee in the way that we give. Right? Give to support the work of the church. Uh, how the Bible uh, talks about this uh, in the New Testament, this says a proportion. A portion of how it is. So, uh, you know, percentage. Okay? Uh, it never says here's the number. It never says this is what you have to do. Just think about it in reflection of the portion. Uh, a portion. As our family has come, my wife has probably been guiding me more in that than I am now. But, uh, you know, so we said you know, 10%. Was, it's, it's a good number. It's not, yeah, you know, the Bible does have tithe, okay? But that's not where it comes from. To me, it's more out of, that's an easier number for me to work with, okay? Uh, I could figure that math a lot easier. And so that's kind of how we live. We say 10% will go to the work of our church, wherever we go, right? And then we say also another 10% we say is to give to things that, there are other passions in life, other things that we care about, other things that God has put into our life. And so we say we're going to give in that way as well. That's just kind of how we approached it. We didn't start there, okay, but just moving towards that. So just ways that you might think about. Maybe you think about, well, I, I, know, I don't know, do math well, okay, but I know this dollar number, I can, that's a number that, that seems good to me. All right, this is, none of this is a rule. None of this is to have any kind of shame. None of it to have any kind of guilt. Because remember, all of our shame, all of our guilt, no matter what it's about, has already been dealt with by Jesus, his death on the cross. Right? So it's not about shame. It's not about saying you need to do more or you need to give more. It's just a, a tool to help you think about how can I be intentional. And as I make a plan for it, I can find joy in it. So that I've thought about these things. So that you can find joy and glee. And what you can do then, if you'd like to, if you Fill that out. If you'd like to do it, please do it. If you ha don't want to do it, that's fine too. Again, this isn't a rule or a law for you. Uh, you can take that, put it back in the envelope. You can put it in the offering plate uh, this week. If you'd like to, to bring it back next week and to do that as well and bring it next week, that would be fine. If you'd like to think more about it, that would be good. Uh, you'll have also, you know, you think, it's so, so that, you know, I think that's just for our adults. But there's also for, for uh, you know, when you came in, if you didn't pick one up, uh, there's one for the kids, too, that says, uh, uh, where did it hit? Here, it looks like this, okay? You know, to think about, maybe you draw. What is the thing I'd like for a kid, right? Uh, what, how can you be, be generous? What is the area that you could do you know, to draw a picture of that? What would that look like, being generous? And so generosity is something that is not just for adults, but it's something for us all. Uh, so we, we encourage you then to do that so that you could... Uh, help that can help you experience then the generosity of our God uh, in this world. Uh, the next thing I'd like to do, uh, Frank, if we go to the next slide. Uh, so then you'll see uh, this little yellow card. Yellow card. This is um, so we'll kind of these slides will be about that. So over the weekend, maybe you got an email. Hopefully, um, if you didn't get an email about this, give me your email so you can get on our newsletter list. Um, is introducing another way to give. Right, so we'll have, you know, there's four ways to give, but to the same mission, to the same ministry. Let's go to the next, next picture. The first one is, is just envelope giving, our normal way of giving. If you are one that likes to write a check, okay, great. You like that experience? Great, I don't really care to do that, okay, but that's good for you. So this is, your, this is all about choice, so you can do it the way you want to do it. If you'd like to do it that way, great. Uh, we want to encourage you to give the way you'd like to. So that, nothing's changed, okay? So then we have our next slide. The next kind of giving that, we would, that uh, we'll have is 
from your bank, using the service from your bank. Uh, not everyone even thinks about that, but just the church can receive those, uh, those gifts as well. Just wanted to make that knowledgeable to you. The next one is, is this is what's new. The next two will be new for us. Is one is, is our online giving. We went to a new, a new company. The company is called Pushpay. And so if you go, to, if you're at your computer and you go to timothystl.org, you can click on our Give tab, and it'll walk you through the process, okay, of how to give online. Uh, one of the benefits of giving online is that it will create an account for you so that you can keep track of it yourself, of all your giving. You can make your own uh, statements that you need for your own taxes, uh, and so you could manage that yourself. Uh, the next one is, is to text text giving. So this one, if you take out your phone and you want to use your phone to do this, you can text to the number 77977 and you text the keyword Timothy STL. You text that, it'll give you a link. And from that link, you can follow those instructions to make a one-time gift or a recurring gift, uh, however you like to do that. So these are just options. These are just opportunities for you. Uh, I'm not saying that one is better, one is Whatever works for you, works for you. It's kind of what we want to give people, those options. And then you say, well, if I give online, well, how do I participate in the worship experience of giving? Uh, you know, I, you know we, I don't want to, I want to participate with that. Um, and so here, in your, it's, there's one in everyone's bulletin, but there's also in all the pews, is a little card that says, I gave online. Okay, so you want to put something, you want to be able to participate in that way and to worship God in that way. I, mean, I get that. There is a, a part of that uh, experience. So that would be a way for you uh, to, to participate that way. We will reuse those, so if you don't write on it, that would be great, so that we can recycle them so that they get used again and again. Uh, just so we'll, we'll keep talking about it you know, throughout the uh, next few weeks, just to, not everyone's here every Sunday, so that everyone can be aware of all these uh, new opportunities that we have for you. And always we want to say thank you. Right? As you go to the next one, last one here. You know, the choice, right? It's all yours. You choose to do it the way you wish to. The blessing then is to the church. And we, we do thank you for, for all the ways that you are generous uh, to your church and the work of our Lord.